What's up, this Shaq Barrett, outside linebacker of the Tampa Bay Bucks, and you're listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. What is going on, everybody? I hope you're having a great day today. This is Alex from the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. This is the third episode of Season 3. Today, we're going to be doing a lightning round of fantasy football questions, full of lightning and speed, like Muhammad Ali dodging punches against the ropes. Joining me today to answer all these questions is the man who is the ninth most accurate draft ranker in the world the last three years and is also an aspiring pickleball superstar. (laughs) He is the host of the biggest fantasy football podcast in the world with over 181,000 followers. He is the fantasy footballers, Andy Holloway. Welcome to the show. <laughs> That's quite the introduction. I hope I can get more pickleball-related intros and just you wash out the rest of my accomplishments. I just, If it's just pickleball, I'm content with that, yeah. Well, at least people have seen your name and seen your face, so it probably right. wouldn't be a difficult transition. You know, it's like Michael Jordan. You know, they gave him a chance to go and you know play to pro baseball because again, he had already done it already. There you go. Fantasy I like the comparison. Any Jordan Jordan comparisons are great. I love it. We got to put those more in the intro as well. But <laughs> we are doing a speed round today, so I have to ask. I think a lot of things that people don't know. A lot of people listen to your podcast religiously in the Foot Clan. They probably know a little bit better than the average person. But how did you get started in this fantasy football industry? Did you just wake up one day and you just knew that this is what you were destined for full time or was it a little bit more of an arduous road to get there? It was not something I considered a career path, to be honest. We had a, a, a just mind numbingly huge obsession with fantasy and with just talking fantasy all through the offseason, all through the regular season. Felt like there must have been people out there like us, but never did I think it could be a career path. I, I thought a hobby I thought something that we could annoy friends and family that don't play with it. But um, we really just we built up this uh, passion for the community of fantasy and the idea that, you know, it brings people together. We'd be in connection with people from college and high school and former jobs where the only touch point was fantasy football. Yeah, so absolutely. that translated into eventually, you know, spinning up a podcast that was just for the league that we were in. You know, just for 12 guys, um, you know, Jason was one of the people in that league. And he said, you know, this is good. You should should do it for other people like this is funny and entertaining. And and I look forward to trying to make the show every week with what we do in the league. And so Mike and I, uh, we we pushed it forward. We brought Jason in and it just kind of took off. And the rest is history, I guess, as they'd say. Absolutely. Was there a point when you kind of knew that this is we might have something here? Like, when was the point when it was you kind of kind of look at each other and you're like, like, do we we actually ha- are we on to something? Like, was there ever a point like that? Well, before the show, I was telling you, I thought I was going to end up doing real estate with Jason yeah. back, you know, eight years ago. And uh, I remember being in a real estate class, refreshing our download numbers for the podcast <laughs> and going, this, this is a lot of people listening. Like, and then the next week would go by. And then eventually we got to that point where we're like, we got to go all in with this. Got to give it its fair shake and um, see if it sticks so we can do this for the rest of our lives, hopefully. So um, just those download refreshes and realizing that people wanted fantasy as much as we did in the off season Because we launched the show in like February when it was not logical to launch a show. It was like the lowest point of the year. So once people responded, we got a bunch of loyal people listening early on and um Sometimes I just shake my head going, I get to do this. This is awesome. So 
Well, what is it? What is it like getting to do it every day with? I mean, two of your best friends. I would, I would, I would guess. You know, in the world at this point. I mean, is it is it really like as exciting as you would imagine every day to get to work with them? Like, what's the best part of all of that? Well, it it is, and it's more than them now too. It's you know we've got a, an amazing staff of producers and um, you know editors and dev teams, so we have a a great uh, environment of human beings that we. You know, we have fun. We work hard. I would say working with them specifically, I we're so competitive in a, in a good way, but also like in a morbid way, like, like, you know, whatever the competition is, we get stupidly competitive. So if it's foosball, if it's pickleball, if it's freaking shooting a ball, you know, shooting a piece of trash into a garbage can, we are going to trash talk and uh make ourselves you know make each other feel really stupid for the stupidest things so i would say that it's you know i'm very thankful that i don't have any complaints of working with these guys over a long time that's awesome i think that's hard to do especially when you mix you know being friends with business and how complicated that can get that you've been able to you know survive the test of time at this point but that is enough for the getting to know you questions as much as I would love to ask questions all day. But people are also here for the fantasy football questions. And, you know, when we talk fantasy and we get excited about fantasy and the competitive aspect, I think the first thing that we think of is what players are getting us excited. So what's one who's one player that you watched last year that you are super excited for last year, um, this year? Yeah, after yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I um, first name that just comes to head for whatever reason is T Higgins, because uh, those players that are lower on the depth chart, you know, are going to be a discount potentially in fantasy, but have the potential to be, um, exceptional, you know, uh, fantasy point scores for your roster. So like Higgins kind of came on so late, I think the potential and the kind of coverage you'll see with Jamar chase on the other side. Um, and I'm trying to get over this habit of not trusting wide receiver twos in an offense. So I think Higgins, <laughs> You know, you see this back when like Thielen and Diggs were on the same mm-hmm. roster where one of them always goes higher and the better, you know, the better deal is often the discounted player. Yeah. Who's the player on the other side that you're a little mm-hmm. bit more worried about after watching them last year? Well, I, I think it's scary to say because it'll probably be wrong, but I think Derrick Henry is one of those players that you look at and you go like this can't go on forever, right? You can't be on a pace for 400, 500 touches in a season and survive. He got hurt. Now he's back. Like I'm waiting for the shoe to drop on Tennessee and maybe it's not this year, but I'm still a little bit nervous. He's still up at the top of the board, but like the math is not going to check out at some point for Derrick Henry. So I think I'm a little nervous. It's crazy. That it feels like we've been saying that for years now. With I know. Like and you're just up with the efficiency and every year he continues to prove it. strong. I'm with you. I feel like, you yeah, know, like it's just Frank injury. I don't know. But... I'm almost more afraid of just the team around him where, you know, are they, do they become done with Tannehill and does it not get put together this year? And they, I'll probably be wrong. Cause Mike Vrabel's a great coach, but yep. he, he makes me a little nervous. Yeah, definitely. He'd definitely be a little nervous, but on that topic of running backs, I mean that nailing that running back one overall pick seems to be the pick, you know, that's going to win your league every single year. Who do you think's that guy this year? Who is your early pick to be the running back one overall? If it is not Jonathan Taylor. Oh, if it is not Jonathan Taylor. Okay, so you weren't going to give me the layup. Couldn't give you the whole layup. Yeah. Man, that's that's a good question. We just recently did our consensus running back ranking show. And for me, it's CMC. Like, I'm willing to forgive the injury things. Um, some of them, I think, were, you know, it's not like a 
singular re- residual injury. Um, he's just had a bad run, and yet he's still very young. Uh, when he plays, he's a top five finisher on the majority of weeks. So I'm willing to forgive. I'm willing to go back to the well and just say, look, this offense doesn't function without him. It's got to be CMC. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's the same pick I had. Again, there's yeah, there you more go. talented on the field, you know, than CMC, and I think he's the guy. But what about for wide receivers? You know, there hasn't been many wide receivers besides Antonio Brown to repeat as the wide receiver one. So if not Cooper Cup, who do you think is the guy that finally breaks the mold this year and is the wide receiver one? Yeah, it's a good question because I think there's a handful of players that fit the they could do it category. Yeah. And you're really betting on not, you, you know, your, your likelihood of getting the number one with the number one ADP is not going to happen, but who's got the highest chance of being a top five finisher. Cause that'll be enough for you. Yeah. And I guess I'll go Jefferson. I mean, I think because Jefferson gives you that week to week stability mixed with, he can still put up a 200 yard game. He can still put up, you know, a two touchdown, three touchdown game like a Jamar chase, but it gives you a little bit more of a stable baseline where, you know, chase had, you know, everyone remembers the huge games, but he had a run where he kind of disappeared. It was a Higgins game. So I think, I think Jefferson is my pick, but I think that chase uh, could do it. And, you know, there's probably a handful of other guys. I don't know if Debo can slide into that category again this year, but um, you just want odds. You want odds at top five. Yep. I had the same, I had the same pick for me again, Jefferson. Jefferson. Look at this. Perfect. It's amazing. But I think the other thing that people don't think about enough is, I mean, I know that he wasn't the play caller, but, you know, you bring in the offensive coordinator. Of course. Who, you know, Cooper Cup. Yeah. The ground. So, like, you know, maybe he unlocks mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins a little bit more. So I think the potential is there. What about tight I end? I, I hope that we're on the same page for this one. You know, once again, who do you think the tight end won this year? Or who are you taking between Travis Kelsey or the field? Yeah, I think everybody wants – the the off season where they can finally say I am definitively going Mark Andrews or I'm going to go Darren Waller or something. But for me, it's Kelsey. I'll take Kelsey versus the field. Uh, the absence of Tyreek Hill, uh, um, just kind of the target totals. I'm going to take the shot. I don't blame anybody if they want to go Mark Andrews this year, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Kelsey. Yeah, I, I think so too. People were oh, saying you're back. You're, you're, you're back. Kelsey as well. Okay. Absolutely. I was hoping we would because I wasn't like, there was sure. so many, so many comments between TikTok and Twitter that I'd seen that people were like, Kelsey's washed. Like, he's not the same player. Like, he was the tight end, too. He's yeah. been the tight end one five of the last six years. Like, why are we going against this guy? I'm with I mean, you. But that's, you know, that's fantasy football. But here's that a little is. debate section, just player versus player rather than having you pick somebody. Let's start with quarterbacks. We'll do one for each position. Russell Wilson or Trey Lance? Who is the guy you're taking right now? Not Trey Lance. So I'll take I'll take Russell Wilson. Uh, he's got weapons. He's got a chip on his shoulder. It's a tough division, but I'll, I'll take Russ with, with the players he has around him versus, you know, something's wrong with the Trey Lance development pathway. I mean, it, it might happen and obviously he's a cheat code, but, uh, give me Russ. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Trey Lance here. All he's, right. he's finally a little bit of disagreement. All we right. Finally. But I think it's, you know, he has the rushing upside. I think he has amazing weapons. And I think that it could be similar to, you know, there were some reports after the season that he was just ridiculous in practice, similar to a la Patrick Mahomes. We're like, why didn't he beat out Alex Smith? And then he comes in and was great. You know, I mean, I don't know. Some of those highlights they saw and some of his teammates and stuff like that. I'm, I'm biased towards rushing okay. quarterback. All right. Well, you... Jalen Hurts, but I don't know. It's fair. It's fair. His, yep. he's, he's got the secret cheat code, the legs. 
Absolutely. I'm changing this one up because I know we like CMC, but who would you prefer between CMC and Austin Eckler right now? I'm still going to go with CMC. Yeah. I think, I think Eckler last year, it was kind of ridiculous. Like he's great. Um, I think every one of his touchdowns came within the 20 yard line, you know, passing or or receiving or rushing. He was ridiculous. And I think he, I mean, that offense, you got to love that offense uh, in Los Angeles, but I think he had eight, receiving touchdown something something a little higher than i think i would i would expect from him so i'll lean the cmc direction and echo gets banged up too so i'm not letting injury really uh dissuade me yeah i again same thing again there's just no one fantasy wise more talented went on the field than christian mccaffrey and i don't think I they're ever gonna be able to tone his snaps down just because of how great he is but these last, these last two are probably the toughest ones for me at this point and that's Tyree Killer, AJ Brown. Who are you taking between this one? I've gone back and forth all day trying to decide. Yeah, this is this is really really close, and I mean it's it's probably AJ Brown by like an eyelash. Um, I'm just cons- you know the question for Tyree Kill is not will he be worse with Tua than Mahomes? It's how much. Yep. So the pathway for him is Tua taking a step forward. Uh, extending plays like Patrick Mahomes did and then using the secret powers of Tyreek Hill. Um, And so I think AJ Brown, you just know he's the alpha, you know, that the play action pass puts him in one-on-one situations. So until Derrick Henry's gone and until that offense changes, I have to hope that he stays healthy. So AJ Brown, but barely. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Tyreek Hill just because the last couple of years, Miami let Miami averaged five more pass attempts per game last year. You know, Tyreek Hill, again, it's not going to be the same without Patrick Mahomes, but Tua was the best in the NFL in deep completion percentage and red zone completion percentage. Maybe he gets a few more rush attempts with Mike McDaniel, maybe playing him in a you know, deep like role where he gets a few more rush attempts you know, than A.J. Brown would. So I think that's where I would go. But again, it is splitting hairs there. It's that very one's close. That one's what close. About- what about Kyle Pitts or George Kittle? Because, you know, they're both changing quarterbacks, both completely different, both super talented. Who are you taking on this side? I just, I, I guess I'm going to lean Pitts here. Yeah. Um, the youth, the uh, the injury history for Kittle's starting to pile up. The quarterback changes. Like, regardless, I think the target totals are going to be, there's, Pitts is going to get more targets. Um, and, you know, assuming Debo doesn't throw a fit over this contract, he'll be back. Ayuk is there the rushing offense with Shanahan. So um, I lean pits, but it might be painful getting those touchdowns. That's the hardest part. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And for that reason, because it's painful getting touchdowns and we don't know what Marcus Mariota is going to look like as a starter, I would go Kittle, you know, because he's done it longer with a number of different QBs. And San Francisco last year was second, the second least pass attempts in the NFL per game. So I don't think that can get much worse with Trey Lance when they only average about 31. So I'm going to go Kittle slightly there. But I personally, as a fan, would hope that it's Pitts. Um, I love (laughs) Pitts play. He's interesting. But how about a bonus one? One last one real quick. Leonard Fournette, DeAndre Swift, Alvin Kamara, pick one, full PPR. Fournette, Swift, Kamara. Um, I guess I'll go DeAndre Swift. I Love think. It. I think. Uh, it's tight. It's tight between him and Kamara. I mean, it's hard to hold anything against Alvin because he has the offense. But um, I think Swift has the opportunity. He's He's a lot like... Christian McCaffrey, where if he's healthy and he's on the field, you get this baseline that I really like. Both teams could struggle to get into the red zone. I don't think either one is necessarily 
you know, you got to put trust in Jameis Winston off an ACL or you got to put trust in Jared Goff. And I choose neither. So in that situation, I guess I'm going to take the shot on DeAndre Swift having more of a breakout year. But ask me next week, it might be different. Yeah, absolutely. People that listen to this podcast know DeAndre Swift is like my favorite player in the universe, but I'm going to go Leonard Fournette. He was the running back three in points per game last year. Only the emotional toll of draft, the emotional toll of drafting Leonard Fournette. Isn't that going to be painful? (laughs) A little bit. It's a little bit, but I think I'm going to, I'm going to lean on him to keep doing what he's been doing in the consistency. He probably will. Three questions for you. Who is going to be the biggest bust in fantasy football or the player that does not live up to their ADP the most this year? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I like that. No, you think no, no Gronk, no Antonio Brown, no Chris Godwin. Okay. Ha- I think you might have a tough first half of the season. That's – I'm scared to say it out loud, but Tom Brady could could be a little bit – and no Bruce Arians. I know that they have yeah. – uh, uh, Byron Leftwich is still there and there's stability, but it has to happen sometime. Does your, does your answer change if Gronk comes back tomorrow? It helps Brady yeah. for sure, some consistency. Yeah. But right now it's – it's looking like Russell Gage and Mike Evans and trying to figure it out again with another um, calendar year on Brady's age. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go Debo Samuel here. I think he had an okay. unreal season last year, but I think the change of quarterback, you know, his second half splits with target share were both lower than IU and Kittle after IU rushing touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, the rushing touchdowns. I think he's still going to get it, but he's also someone that's still, you know, a little scary for injury. So I'm going to sure. pick him, but I hope him wrong. He's as electric as it gets. Who do you think will be the biggest breakout in fantasy football this year? This one's hard um, because, you know, you still got the draft and the depth charts to fill out. But I'm going to, I think Chris Carson will be less of a factor in Seattle than people think. Ooh, okay. I think that means Rashad Penny would be the answer is that Penny will continue, Ooh. not what he did at the end of the year, but. <laughs> <laughs> but be a uh, better than ADP producer for fantasy rosters, I think. Okay, I like that. I'm going to go, you know, following the the format I've seen the last couple of years. I know this is probably unfair of me to say with my bus pick, but it's going to be Trey Lance. You know, we've seen a rushing quarterback really break out into the top three or four quarterbacks for most of the season with, you know, Lamar, Kyler, Jalen Hurts until he had his high ankle sprain last year. I think Trey Lance is going to follow the mold with those weapons, his rushing, everything like that. I think everything is shaping up for him to be a superstar in the NFL, and we will see. Um, but that'll be fun. That'll, that'll be, be fun. fun. Now yeah. you'll change your opinion of Garoppolo starts though, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I, I, might, I, might have to. <laughs> I won't die on that hill too much. I will, I will, I will come down from the hill eventually. Oh, it will be fun to watch. I mean, if, if he doesn't start, then something went wrong. So absolutely. And my final question, again, people have followed you guys, all the greatness that you guys have produced each and every day. What do you think is your biggest tip to someone younger that's trying to find a way to make it in this fantasy football industry, as we call it? Yeah, I mean, there's a number of things I'd say. One is be yourself. Don't try to be another person in the industry um, or be what you think people need to see. You got to be yourself so you have an authentic connection with the person on the other end of the whoever's listening to your content, reading your content and have enough passion to kind of overcome and persist through the uh doldrums or the difficult times or the the grind because it's going to be that for you so if you love it enough then you won't resent that time of of paying your dues and working extra hard have something unique to say and bring to the table whatever that case may be and i often say if you have another discipline and another work of life uh walk of life like a different career some of those disciplines may translate into you breaking into the industry. So look at where you can apply things that you've learned that you are an expert at 
in fantasy and maybe you bring something different to the table so i love that i've not heard that one before that is phenomenal advice andy thank you so much for coming on the show before we get out of here anything you want to plug or that you want the listeners to know about it's all good you know the show uh you can listen to it we're always recording and uh it'll be a very very fun upcoming season thanks for having me absolutely it's been a pleasure to you listeners thank you so much for tuning in as always please leave a review you guys already know what to do and i hope you all have a great rest of your day